Howdy. Welcome to Car Rider Line. We have taken our show on the road today. My name is Elena Polson, and I'm the Chief Communications Officer here in Clear Creek ISD. We are here at our new Learner Support Center. Um, this is a great facility. It actually used to be the old Clear Lake High School ninth grade center. And with the completion of the rebuild, we have converted this entire campus into a venue for kids, for enrichment, and uh, what a perfect place for us to be talking about science. Uh, in Clear Creek ISD, we have some great guests with us today. At first, I want to start going down the line. Please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do in Clear Creek ISD. And uh, Mr. Segura, we'll start with you. Hi, my name is Joey Segura. I'm uh, the Science Magnet Liaison over at Brookside Intermediate School. This is my second year running the program. Um, before that, I spent five years, six years in the classroom teaching uh, AP Physics and IPC and kind of any science they threw my way. I'm Tammy Hyde. I'm at Seabrook Intermediate. I've been there 20 years. Been doing science fair over there for 20 years. I teach uh, scientific research for eighth grade, and I also do SRC for the district. My name is Jan Larson, and I am the science magnet liaison at Seabrook Intermediate. I have been there for 15 years um, as the liaison, and before that I was at Bay Elementary. And I'm Ann Smith. I'm the elementary science coordinator for Clear Creek ISD. I've been in the district for 30 years now, and I've been a science coordinator since 2005. And it's been certainly a pleasure to do that. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today. So science and exploration is part of our rich history in Clear Creek ISD, and this is science season. So right now there are approximately probably a few th hundred thousand, maybe thousand kids, <laughs> hopefully a thousand kids, working on science research in their science fair project. Um, can you, Anne, can you tell us a little bit about the history of science fair in CCISD? Yes, this year is our 60th year for doing science and engineering fair in CCISD, and we subscribe to the Houston Science and Engineering Fair. Um, so we're just one year behind them, so it's our 60th year this year, and we're so excited about this. And so you oversee elementary science fair, and, and we want to see them progress all the way up through 12th grade, but I want to stay with elementary. Talk about some of the changes that have occurred over the last few years as mm -hmm. far as project submission, project review. Okay, so first of all, what has not changed is K through five, science fair projects. We encourage our students to do science fair projects in grades K through 5. What is a little bit new is we have the students do an electronic submission of their science fair project via PowerPoint. And it makes it so much easier for them to just create their PowerPoint slides, one slide for each of the components of the scientific method. And um, then they are able to upload it and we, we judge it as always. It's just a little more 21st century for them to do a PowerPoint presentation and be able to present that to their fellow students and teachers. And, um, and of course, our judges get to, to look at them that way as well. Talk a little bit about the judges. Who are these judges? Our judges are fantastic. We've had judges that have judged for us um, for since the early 1990s that are still coming back, and we're so excited about that. Um, our judges are community members. Um, we have some that are retired NASA folks. We have some that are just um, from all different areas of industry. Um, these men and women are just committed to come for a, for a day and spend some time 
learning about the projects, reading the projects. In elementary, they don't talk specifically to the student, they just read the projects. And then they confer and, um, and judge them accordingly. And they've been phenomenal. They've done, we've had great results with our, with our judges and we appreciate them so much. Great. Let's talk a little bit about secondary science fair. What is the process? What's a little different from elementary to secondary? In secondary, they go ahead and do a journal and they present using a board. And for seventh and eighth graders and on up, they will present to the judges themselves personally and they will be judged with rubrics that the judges carry around. Sixth graders still just go to district science fair and they cannot go on further but the seventh through 12th grade have the option to go on to Houston Science Fair, and then they may get selected to go on to state or on to international. That's wonderful. And we've had several students that have gone international. Yes, we have. And last year, I think we had four that I went to the international fair, and they were there, and they got scholarship money and some other things, some electronics and things that Intel had for them there at the fair. At the secondary level, the submission and the review process is a little bit more rigorous, and some students might be intimidated by that process. What advice do you give to your students when they feel a little um, anxious about approaching a science fair idea and getting it past the gates to actually get approved? Well, you know, on our, on our end, we try to give them as much support inside the classroom and outside the classroom, whether it's, you know, hooking them up with somebody that is knowledgeable in that particular interest field and so that they can bounce ideas off of. Really, it's just setting a timeline. I think that's the biggest thing for our students this year has been just said, let's do little bitty steps. So what's the next step? What's the next step? Get that timeline out. And as long as you're getting those, those small goals taken care of, then the overall goal will take care of itself as you go through. Well, one of the things we do is um, we always encourage the students to find what they love. What is it you love to do? And what were you, if you have a Saturday afternoon, what will you do? If you can find what you like to do instead of just a science fair project, it will be a fun project and you'll be successful. And we've seen that in students over and over who have gone to, on to Houston and on to state. Go ahead. The secondary schools also have science fair clubs where they meet after school to help these uh, students find what they love and help them to develop it into a topic. I know at our school, we have it twice a week that the kids can come in after school. So they have two hours where we, they can sit with five or six different teachers and, and they can bounce ideas off of us so that we can tell them, you know, yes, this is a good idea. Yes, let's explore this further. And I think that's available at most of the secondary schools. Mm -hmm. The scientific research process, whenever we think about science fair, it is oftentimes we do think about lab work. What areas in, within the science fair genre, if you will, that kids can explore? What's the different other than, I know there's ton, many categories that are um, mm -hmm. out there for, for students to submit their projects through. Yes. Can you give me an idea of some of those sure. categories? So in elementary, we have less categories than secondary. Uh, we're focused on um, biological science, consumer science, earth and space, engineering, mathematics, and physical science. And we help the students throughout the school year learn the differences between different scientific methods as opposed to an engineering project, which is a different kinds of kind of problem-solving project. So they can enter those categories. Mm -hmm. And from the secondary side, there's? 
We have uh, robotics is big now okay. that the kids can do AI programs or just robots to retrieve things. They can write apps now in the computer section. There is all different engineering, aerospace, materials, biochemistry that's in the engineering section now. Um, there's a few other things that they can do with animal science, plant science, the life sciences, and then we still have physics, um, math, what else? Biomedical. Engineering, Biomedical. Um, earth space science, mm -hmm. biomedical. Biomedical is a big one this year. Basically, any interest this <laughs> right. student has, there's a category for them. You've been doing this for a long time. I'm going to ask each of you, I've mentioned this earlier, to think back of perhaps the most innovative um, science fair project that you've come across in your time in education. Um, you don't have to say a student's name unless you want to give them uh, some publicity, but I'm going to go ahead and start with you, Mr. Zero. Uh, so this is actually my second year ever running um, this large of a uh, science fair at Brookside. Um, and I think this year, um, kind of one of my, my favorite topic, and it's just because I love food, right? And so a lot of, I, we have a lot of food science type um, experiments going on this year, but I think my favorite one is a student who is testing out different fats to see how it affects the viscosity of his gumbo roux. And so I thought that was a really interesting one for him to take because that's his passion. He loves cooking. He said he does it every, you know, they cook every Saturday with his family. So I figured, you know, run, run with that one and bring the gumbo. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Um, last year, we had a student that developed different um, food for dogs. They were dog snacks, and he was having trouble uh, packaging them and getting them there without any mold. And so he worked on that, and then he started selling them, and it became a business. And I believe he was in the Chronicle, and they interviewed him on one of the news stations about his dog snacks. And I'll go with one from last year also. We had a student who plays golf and did a golf project on um, called the sweet spot where you and he came up with an idea as to uh, markers for where you stand and um, his coach was so impressed with it that he marketed it put it on Amazon and he keeps selling out on Amazon that's great so I actually bought that recently <laughs> yeah that was awesome so proud about that I have to share two very quick ones because elementaries are a lot smaller um, we have one student that was had river otters as an invasive species in their yard, and this, the student was trying to find different natural ways to um, eradicate uh, that invasive species by using different spices and things, and I thought that was really unusual. But that's an example of how we want our students to find things from the real world, from their world, and what interests them. The other one that I thought was unique was I had a a set of identical twins in my classroom. And the girls were interested in, do identical twins have identical fingerprints and thumbprints? So not only did they test their own, but they found they were part of an organization. So they found 10 other identical twins and tested all of those identical twins and found that none of them had the same exact fingerprint patterns or thumbprint patterns, which I thought was interesting. And they were really proud about that. That's great. A couple years ago, we started giving out um, graduation medallions for students who mm -hmm. uh, do science fair for 13 years through K through 12. Um, are you, can you talk a little bit about that? Do you, uh, well, they have to do a project for all three years. They also get a um, trophy on district awards night for their lucky 13. So yes, that's quite an accomplishment for them to do it 13 years in a row. 
And it's about participation, not mm -hmm. about achieving a certain right. level. Exactly. It's about participation, participating in the process. Mm -hmm. I'm going to switch gears a little bit and talk about the Science Magnet Program in Clear mm -hmm. Creek ISD, which is thriving to the point that we've opened up a second one at Brookside Intermediate. How is it going there? It's good. You know, it's going really well. Uh, this is our second year. All we have right now are sixth and seventh grade. So we started off with sixth graders last year only. And this year we brought in a new batch of sixth graders. So now we have six, seven. And so next year will be our first year to have a full cohort of sixth, seventh, and eighth. So as the years go by, I find that my job is getting more and more busy. But we're getting excellent kids coming into the program. Just, you know, they're ready and rearing to learn. And every year, or for the last two years, the teachers have been so excited to teach these students and especially bringing in those elective courses that are kind of unique. It's kind of giving our teachers an, an opportunity to connect with these students on a different level uh, than they hadn't done before in, you know, before the program came to Brookside. Mm -hmm. So things are going really well and I'm really excited for the future. And it's kind of a unique opportunity to start at the beginning and kind of go through all those growing pains and growing together and building a, a, a you know, kind of a new culture and a new program. So it's very exciting. Right. Seabrook Science Magnet has been um, in play for how many 20, years? 27 years. 27 this years. This is our 27th year and, yeah. and that we are here. So we um, have the joy of not only seeing these students grow and learn about science, but watching them as they go on to college and build their careers in science and they come back and they are graduates from the Air Force Academy or the Naval Academy or West Point or MIT or Texas A&M and the things that they're doing and the jobs that they have. And then they're inviting us to their weddings and their graduations. Yeah. So those relationships don't just, um, it, they don't end when the students leave. They continue on and in many cases for a, a lifetime. I was just at a at a baby shower for one of our students who not only is married, but now they have a baby. So that's fun to Future watch. Future science magnet mm -hmm. student. Right? <laughs> Future science <laughs> magnet student. What are the quali- what if a family, I mean, I know we're a little early to talk about it, but the, it'll be here before we know it when it, we go through the application process. What kinds of qualifications or prerequisites, if any, do students need to have to uh, be in the science magnet program? Um, n number one, we're beginning that process to go. We, we speak at every elementary school to talk to all of the fifth graders, and then we have um, nights in which we have the parents come to learn more about the program. Number one is a passion and a love for science. Um, you also need to be a, a student who is independent and can do your work independently. We also like to see that they've uh, participated in science fair on the elementary level so that they have already have knowledge of the scientific process. That's a love of learning and a love to walk through the door. And our goal is to continue that love of learning when they leave and they head on to high school, learning science. Okay. I'm going to kind of wrap us up here. I'm going to ask you a question. Is what, what are your aspirations for the children in Clear Creek ISD? We've been asking that question to different groups, and it's just really um, neat to hear the responses because they're unique to each person. And love to hear from an educator's perspective. What are your hopes and dreams for the students in Clear Creek ISD? So my biggest hope is that, well, when they leave Clear Creek ISD, they're becoming a part of, you know, potentially this community here in Southeast Houston. Uh, they're also becoming part of our global community. So my aspirations for those students are to come and come out of Clear Creek ISD and be, you know, 
you know, productive members of that community, give back to the community, make the whole global community or just local community or state community or anything like that a better place for the future and just kind of keep on building that nice culture, all those core values that we teach over here at Clear Creek ISD is hope we can spread that to the community beyond the walls of the school um, and even maybe beyond the walls of the city and to the state and everything like that, just making the world a better place and making it a more innovative place. Thank you. Ms. Hyde? I just enjoy having the opportunity to mold the future and to, to nurture the ideas that they come up with. And it's so exciting to see them come up with ideas I would never have thought of. And this is our future. They're coming out and they're going to be in our community and they come back and they give back to us. They will come and speak to our kids as they've gone through uh, other programs. We have people down at Moody Gardens that went through our program and they come back and they talk to our students. And it's just so nice to see what we gave to them and then in turn they give back to us. And I would follow up with Tammy on that one that, um, and even Joey, that um, for them to know that who they are, they can grow from there and they don't have to be that grade number or whatever they, in that regard, that there are so many opportunities out there for them. And to go and to pick a passion, pick what they love, and um, pursue it, and then give back to the community. Um, I hope that our students um, foster a sense of wonder and that they have that investigative spirit that they continue throughout their lives and become scientifically literate so they can compete in a global society. So I just hope that they can remember some of the wonderful things that they've done from kinder through the 12th grade and beyond and carry that throughout their lives. Wonderful. Do we have any questions? Are there any questions? I didn't see any. Okay. Could I give a little shout out to our two STEM magnet schools? Absolutely, we please. Have, <laughs> CCISD has two STEM magnet schools. Uh, our first one was Ed White Elementary. Uh, it's about five years, six years mm -hmm. ago was started. And this is the first year for Walter Hall Elementary uh, to have a STEM magnet school. And we're just so proud of those and those teachers that have taken a risk and moved forward and the students and families that are supporting those two schools. And that just only further provides a feeder, strong feeder to the science magnet programs mm -hmm. to the point we have two in CCISD. And who knows, we may have more down in the future. I hope so. So I that's wonderful. So. Well, every, go ahead. Did you have something oh, no, you I was just saying. Okay. Well, I actually wanted to talk about Halls. You know, I, I want to give a shout out to them too. They've been actually, they reached out to us because they're one of the, Halls one of the feeder patterns for the Brookside Science Magnet programs. And so they've actually reached out and we're hoping to kind of have that, that you know, that, mm -hmm. that, that, little, that pipe flow and everything like that from them. So we're excited to have them joining us Absolutely. in our journey starting these programs. Absolutely. In our other elementary schools that are not STEM magnet schools, are still the students are still getting engineering experiences each nine weeks as well. So engineering is a great piece that feeds into all of our intermediate schools and high schools. Well, I'm going to end on a really nice comment from one of our viewers. Okay. So um, Bridget, Grimm said, Seabrook Intermediate and Science Fair has meant so much to our family. Our senior is getting the Lucky 13 Award this year and has learned so much from her participation in Science Fair. What a great way to end our session. So thank you for sharing your comment and your compliment. Uh, it's very well received here. 
So that will wrap up um, this edition of Car Riderline. Please join us again in two weeks. We will be discussing gifted and talented education in Clear Creek ISD. Until then, have a great day.